Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that he will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Heavenly Father, as we remember 9-11 and the tragic events that took place here in this nation, Lord, we pray, Lord, for all the families that were devastated by that act of evil. We pray, Lord, for those that are still grieving and still hurting today, and we pray, God, that you would come near those that are brokenhearted. God, that you would give them the strength today and the peace that they need. And Lord, we pray, God, for and thank you for all those ones that were willing to sacrifice themselves to go and, and to try to retrieve and save lives that day on 9-11. We thank you for all of our first responders, Lord. We thank you for their heart of courage. We ask you, God, just to be with them and continue to watch over them and protect them. And God, we pray for our nation. Lord, heal our nation. Help our nation. God, may we come together in unity, God, and just you would just begin to do a supernatural work, God, through this nation. God, our, listen, your people are calling out to you, God, and we're calling out for you to do a miracle and, a, God, an awakening to happen here in America. So, God, awaken the hearts of people that they would turn back to you during this time, God, and that we would just surrender everything to you, God, and that we would lift you up in this nation, declaring you to be the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus, we need you. And we ask you to please be with us, protect our nation. Thank you for our military. Thank you for those ones that uh, just sacrifice constantly, given, Lord, to uh, defend our freedoms. We thank you for our military, Lord. And we ask you to be with us and help us, especially as God's people, to continue to cry out to you, believe in you, God, to bring revival upon this land. We ask it in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Amen. 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 Thank you for praying and continue to pray for our nation, that God would awaken our hearts to what he would want to do in this time that we live in. I want to say thank you again <clears throat> for being here today. And thank you again for uh, just... Uh, allowing me to obey the Lord over the last several weeks with what I called a series called Urgent. And I continue today, I feel like this may be the last uh, message that God would want to say out of uh, that word urgent that he placed upon my heart a few months back, a few weeks back. And, and today, as I speak to you about something that we should all be rejoicing about, we should all be rejoicing. When we hear the word heaven, we should be rejoicing and it's something almost like hell, the topic hell. We know hell's a real place. Well, heaven's a real place as well. I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes. But we, we hardly and seldom hear messages preached about hell. And if you think about it, you, you seldom, hardly ever hear any messages preached on heaven. But friend, we should be preaching on heaven because that's where we're going to spend eternity. Amen. And so I'm going to, uh, with the Lord's help today, hopefully uh, do the best I can with him 
uh, helping me uh, to preach on heaven. But over the last several weeks, I have uh, really uh, been impressed uh, to challenge you, who, whoever shows up, whoever's watching online. I've been uh, just encouraged to challenge you to make sure that you're ready, that you're ready. There, there's been an appeal from my heart, a cry from my heart, and I believe it's from the heart of God, that we would make sure that we realize that we are living. Please listen. We are living in urgent times. We are. We are in urgent times, and we need to make sure that we're ready, that we're ready to go. When Jesus comes back, I, we're ready to go. How it would bless the pastor's heart to know that everyone under the sound of his voice, when that time comes, whether it's through the rapture or, or if we go through the doorway of death, that everybody was ready to meet Jesus and that we'll all be in heaven together one day. Oh, man, if I could sing that song when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, today I want to talk to you <clears throat> about heaven. And I want you to open up your Bibles. Uh, I'll have it on the screen here. From the Gospel of John, John chapter 14. I know a very familiar passage. John chapter 14, Jesus uh, verses 1 through 6, Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's talking to his followers here. He's talking to his believers. This is Jesus speaking. And listen to what Jesus says here. It's, Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, listen to this. I will come back. I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the, you know the way to the place where I'm going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered. You remember what Jesus said? He says, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. That's what Jesus said. And when you look at the context here in John 13, 14, 15, 16, I mean all the way through there, uh, those chapters. But in John 14, in John chapter 14, it was an urgent time for the disciples. It was an urgent time, just like for every believer that's gathered here today, every believer that's on the face of this earth, it's an urgent time for us. And we've talked about that over the last several weeks on why it's urgent and how we should respond to the urgent times that we live in. But it was an urgent time for the disciples. The, their hearts were troubled. Their hearts were troubled. And, and the reason why their hearts were troubled is because their world had been flipped upside down. Has your world ever been flipped upside down? Their hearts were troubled because their hearts had, or their world had been flipped upside down. Jesus had just informed them that he was going to be leaving them. They had been with him, and he was their leader, and they had seen him do all these mighty miracles and, and the teaching that he gave them. They just saw him for three years. They were with him, and now he's telling them that he's about to leave them. And not only is he about to leave them, but look how he's going to leave them. He's going to be arrested. He's going to be beaten. He's going to go through suffering. He's going to go through shame. And eventually he's going to be hung on a, on a cross and he's going to be crucified. 
And he tells them that he's about to leave them. And not only is he about to leave them, but one of the main ones that are, that's the spokesperson for all the followers, he, guess what? He's going to deny Jesus three times. You mean Jesus is about to leave us and the one that you're leaving in charge, he's going to be the one to deny you three times? Talking about Peter. And not only that, but Jesus tells them that, that one of you around this table was going to betray me, which he was talking about who? Judas. And their hearts were troubled. Their hearts were troubled. Can you imagine how troubled their hearts must have been? That all these things are taking place. Let me ask you this morning. Has your heart ever been troubled? Has your heart ever been troubled in life? Maybe, maybe you showed up today and your heart is troubled. Maybe your heart's troubled with fear because of something that you're facing, the unknown. Maybe you're troubled today with confusion. Uh, maybe there's some decisions you have to make and you're not sure exactly how to do it because things around you are changing so fast and you're troubled with confusion. Maybe you're here today and, and you're still troubled and overcome with some kind of grief that you're going through. Maybe you're troubled with worry, trouble with anxiety. Maybe you're troubled with family problems. Maybe you're troubled with financial problems. Maybe, just maybe you're here today and, and you're like me and, and, and like so many others. You're troubled by what you see as the condition of our nation just seems to deteriorate right before our eyes. Maybe you're troubled. Maybe you're troubled. Listen, Jesus said, listen, troubles are going to come. They're going to come. Troubles are going to come no matter who you are. They're going to come. But Jesus encourages his disciples here in, in John 14. He encourages the disciples. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled because he's reminding them, listen, I'm going to be leaving this place, but guess what? I'm going to be coming back, and I'm going to take you to a place called heaven. So don't, don't let your hearts be troubled. I know you're in trouble, and I know things around you seem to be troubling, but don't let your heart be troubled because guess what? I'm coming back, and I'm going to take you to be where I am. How many of you are looking forward to that day? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. <clears throat> now, basically what Jesus was saying is, listen, guys. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Listen, I know you're going through some hardships. I know you're going through some trials and tribulations and troubles. But don't let your heart be troubled because, listen, everything that you're going through right now is temporary. Everything that you're battling right now is temporary. Every storm that you're going through right now is temporary. There's going to be a day that you're going to leave and you're going to be going to heaven. So just hang on and hold on and don't give up because everything you're battling right now is temporary. That's a good word for us today, right? It's temporary, it's temporary. And that news that Jesus shared with them about that place called heaven, it, it calmed their hearts, it calmed their hearts. You mean you're coming back and you're gonna take us to be with you in heaven? It calmed their hearts. And let me just assure you today, friend, we should, we should walk around today, even when we go through troubles, we can walk around with a calm heart knowing that Jesus is coming back and one day as followers of Christ, we're gonna be with him in heaven forever and forever and forever Hallelujah, hallelujah. So just for the next few minutes, I want to talk to you about heaven. And you need to pray for me because, uh, you know, the Bible, there's a, there's a lot of references to heaven in the Bible, but there's not a lot of description and, and things, but there are some references there that we can share today and learn from about what heaven's going to be like. One of the greatest preachers of the past was a man by the name of R.G. Lee, R.G. Lee. He was related to Jason Lee and William Earl Lee. <laughs> he may have been, I don't know. 
R.G. Lee was a great preacher, and he preached a sermon uh, that was titled A Place Called Heaven. I don't know if you ever get a chance to go back. You, you may can go back, and it might be archive classics. You can listen to it. Powerful message by R.G. Lee on a place called heaven. Well, as he grew older, uh, he became sick, and he was on uh, his bed about to cross over into heaven, and he had his family gathered around him. Uh, Pastor R.G. Lee had his family gathered around him, and, and uh, I guess his pastor at the time was uh, Adrian Rogers. Anybody ever heard of Adrian Rogers? And Adrian Rogers was there at the bedside with R.G. Lee, and they were there visiting with him, and, and R.G. Lee uh, he would kind of, he was in and out of consciousness and he would be back and forth. He would, could communicate and then he would kind of go out for a while. And then he came back and he said, I just got a glimpse of heaven. I just got a glimpse of heaven. And every sermon I've ever preached never did it justice. That's what he said. And friend, R.G. Lee couldn't do heaven justice by preaching on it. Adrian Rogers would never be able to do justice about heaven preaching on it. I will never be able to do justice preaching on heaven because you know why? Paul told us in Corinthians. You know, Paul says, the Bible, that he was caught up into the paradise. And he said there were some things that are so inexpressible and indescribable. I can't, I can't even tell you what it is. And friend, I'm here to say to you today, there's just some mysteries about heaven that we don't know about. There's some secrets about heaven that we don't know about. But all I can tell you is when we get there, it's all going to be mighty good. Amen. 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 And, and, and for whatever reason, when, when Paul was called up to paradise and, and, and he got a glimpse and heard the things and saw the things, no eyes seen, no ears heard, those things that God has prepared for us. When he got a glimpse of them, whatever it was he heard and whatever it was he saw, it gave him a desire to want to go to heaven because you remember in the scriptures, he says it's far better for me to go over to be with Jesus. He said to die is gain. I'm just telling you, friend, whatever is in heaven, it's going to be something mighty good for all of us. So Lord, help me today to preach on heaven. Let me first of all tell you a few things about heaven. Heaven is a promised place, a promised place. Jesus said, I'm going there to prepare a place for you, and one day I will come back to take you to be with me. Listen, Jesus promised that he's going to come back. He, he's going to come back, and he's going to take us to a promised place. It's a promise that he's coming back, and it's a promise that he's going to take us to a place called heaven. And that should give every follower of Christ. It should give every one of us here today, it should give us hope, knowing that it's a promise. If Jesus said it, it's yes and amen. Amen. It's a promise. And Paul knew something about this promise. He told us in 1 Thessalonians, there's a promise that Jesus is coming back, and there's a promise of a place called heaven. For Paul said these words in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 15 and 17, if you want to write it down. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Listen to this. Then we who are alive and remain shall be called up together with them, with them, with them, in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. And he says, encourage one another with these words. Friend, I'm just telling you today, there is a promise that Jesus is going to return, and there's a promise of a place called heaven. One day Jesus is coming back, 
And that's a promise. And one day we're going to a place called heaven, and that's a promise. But here's the problem. Why are so many people living like, there's, like Jesus is not coming back? Why, why are so many people uh, gathered on Sunday mornings and they decide, you know what, I'm just going to do my own thing. I'll show up to church and, and I'll go through the routine. But where's the ones that are living like they know that promise is true? People living like this promise is not real, friend. I'm here to tell you that people are chasing after the things of the world and chasing after this and chasing after that. You need to hold on and focus. There's a promise that the Lord is coming back and he's taking us to a real place called heaven. Live your life. Live your life like Jesus is coming back today because he could come back at any time. That's a promise. Aren't you thankful for that promise today? Heaven is a promised place. The hope of heaven is a promise. And I hope you're trusting in that promise today. I hope you're ready. I hope and pray everybody under the sound of my voice, whether you're on campus or online, I hope you're ready to go to heaven. Heaven is a promised place and heaven is a physical place. Heaven is a physical place. Heaven is a real, it's not a fairy tale land. It's a real place, the Bible says. Heaven is a physical place where Almighty God sits on his throne. You know how I know that? Because Psalm 11:4 says this. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. The Bible tells us in uh, Revelation chapter 21 and chapter 22 that heaven is a physical place. Listen to this. Read this. Your homework this week is to read Revelation 21, 22. Heaven has foundations. Heaven has walls. Heaven has gates, friend. Listen, if you look, there's measurements there. It's a real place uh, made with beautiful, precious stones. Some of the roads are, are paved in gold. There's a river. There's trees. Listen, heaven is a real place. It's just not some mystic uh, idea of you floating out there in a cloud somewhere. Heaven is a real, real place, a real physical place. And the location of heaven is up. The physical place, the location is up. The Bible says in Psalm 14, 2, listen to this, that the Lord looks down from heaven on the sons of men to see if there are any who understand and any who seek God. Jesus said these words right here. No one has ascended. Ascended means going up. No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. Heaven, if you want to know where heaven is, heaven is up. Heaven is north. The Hebrews, uh, in their culture, they taught that there was three heavens. They taught there was three heavens. They taught that the first heaven was an uh, atmospheric heaven. That's where uh, the birds and, and the fowl of the air are flying around. They taught there was a second heaven. That was an uh, astronomic heaven. That's where the sun and the moon and the stars are located. And then they taught there was a third heaven. It's an angelic heaven. And that's the place where Almighty God lives. And I'm convinced, friend, that the, the first heaven we see by sight, the second heaven we see by night, but the third heaven we see by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Heaven is a real physical place. It's a real physical place. Heaven is also a populated place. Who's going to be in heaven? Who's going to be in heaven? Angels are going to be in heaven. Angels will be in heaven. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. If you read the book of Revelation, you'll see just a, a host of angels are going to be in heaven, friend. There's going to be angels in heaven. Guess who else is going to be in heaven? All the redeemed of the Lord are going to be in heaven. 
all the redeemed, the Old Testament, New Testament, followers of Christ who have died in the Lord, all the redeemed of the Lord will be in heaven. Revelation 7, 9, and 10 says this. After I looked up, John said, he gave this vision. After I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to his Lamb. Hallelujah. Listen to that. Friend, there's going to be no racism in heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me read it to you again. From, there's going to be a number that you can't even count from every nation, all tribes and peoples and languages standing before the throne and before the Lamb. There's going to be no racism there. Listen, if that's what heaven's going to look like, every church should look the same way. Hallelujah. Come on. It shouldn't be anything as a white church, black church, or Mexican church. No, we are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll clap again. Thank you, Lord. All the redeemed of the Lord will be in heaven. Guess who else is going to be in heaven? Babies are going to be in heaven. Babies are going to be in heaven. You know, you know how I know that? Because you remember the story of King David, a man after God's own heart. He had a, a little baby. And, and listen to what David said. He says, you know what? I, I, I can't go to him. I mean, he can't come back to me. He said, but one day I can go to him. He, he can't come back from where he's at, but one day I can go to him. And friend, I'm here to tell you right now, every baby will be in heaven. Every baby that's lost their life will be in heaven. Every baby that's been aborted will be in heaven. Some of you may have some babies in heaven. I know Lisa and I, we got a little baby in heaven. I believe her name's Chloe Grace. I can't wait to meet her. Looking forward to it. Babies are going to be in heaven. But guess what the main, the main one that's going to be in heaven? Jesus. Jesus is going to be in heaven. Jesus is going to be in heaven. Revelation, I mean, excuse me, Romans 8 says this, that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God making intercession for us. Listen, Jesus is in heaven right now and he's praying for every one of us. Aren't you thankful today? That you know that Jesus is in heaven and he's praying for us. He's praying for me. He's praying hard for me right now. He's praying for you. He's praying for all of us. And I was thinking about this when I was preparing for the message. Listen, angels in heaven. All the redeemed of the Lord in heaven. Babies in heaven. And all that is wonderful and all that should encourage us. But the greatest news about heaven is that Jesus Christ will be there and we'll be with him forever and ever and ever. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen. Jesus will be there. I know several times uh, through pastoring, uh, because of what God has me in right now, there's times when I'm uh, pulled away from my family during the week. It might be for, uh, it could be for a whole day. It might be a couple of days. I know there's been times where I've been gone about a week at a time. And I can promise you this, when I'm gone like that, I, I'm constantly, uh, Lisa and my boys are on my mind. You know, I'm away from them. I hope they're doing good. I can't wait to see them. And, and when I arrive back into North Carolina, if I'm out of town or if I come into to the big city of Calypso, North Carolina, and, and I pull up in that driveway, I can assure you right now that when I get out of my car, I'm not looking to hug and kiss my dog Oreo. I, I, listen. That's just not on the top 10 list. And, and when I walk in the door, I don't look over there at the coffee maker and say, man, I can't wait to hug and kiss you. No, I'm looking for Lisa and I'm looking for the boys because I'm ready to get some sugar. Amen. 
Amen. Because you know why? I love them and I value them and I want to be with them and I want to hear how things are going in their life. And that's how it's going to be, friend, when we get to heaven. There's going to be some indescribable things. There's going to be some wonderful things about heaven. Our loved ones are going to be there. There's going to be things that we can't even comprehend. But I'm telling you right now that the greatest news of all is the person of Jesus Christ will be there, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, our Redeemer, and we'll be able to be with him forever and ever and ever and love on him and worship him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I look forward to being with Jesus. Heaven is a populated place and heaven is a perfect place. Revelation 21.4 tells us that in this perfect place, listen to this, that God, God himself, our Father, he's going to wipe away tears from our eyes. There's going to be no more death, no more mourning, no crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Revelation 21.4. If you want to know about heaven, read Revelation 21.22. Heaven is a perfect place. You know why? No more Satan and no more sin. Hallelujah. No more death. That means no more war, no more murder. No, no, listen, no more dying children, no more dying parents, no more dying spouses, no more dying friends. Hello, hallelujah, no more funerals. Thank you, Jesus. There's going to be no sorrow there. That means there's going to be no brokenness, no, no disappointments, no regrets, no failures. There's going to be no tears there. That means uh, no more burdens for us to carry. That means no depression, no arguing, no fighting, no loneliness, no more heartache. There's going to be no more pain there. I'm telling you what God says. No more pain. That means there's going to be no more disease. No more cancer in the name of Jesus. No more disease. No more accidents. No more abuse. No addictions. Hallelujah. Listen, don't let your hearts be troubled, friend, because heaven is a perfect place. And I was thinking on that. Man, there's the, the, the heaven is a place of the no mores. No more bills in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. No more gnats in the name of Jesus. No more, listen, no more cell phones in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. No more ding. No more elections. Because Jesus is going to be the ruler and reigner of heaven, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Let's say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Heaven's a perfect place. People ask me the question, uh, will we have bodies in heaven? Listen, you're going to have a perfect body in heaven. You're going to have a body. You're not just going to be some kind of uh, mystic spirit floating around on a cloud, playing a heart. No, you're going to have a body. You're going to have a body. It's going to be a glorified body. It's not like the bodies that we have now. It's not a physical body like we have now. The Bible says that we will have a glorified body. And listen to what Paul says. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he's talking to those believers and reminding them that they're going to have a glorified body in heaven. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, and at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable. And listen to this, and we will be changed. We will be changed. It won't be the body you got now. It'll be a glorified body for the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortal. Listen, I'm just telling you right now, friend, aren't you thankful today that you're gonna have a perfect glorified body? It's gonna be a glorified body that's suited to live in heaven. 
There's people there in heaven right now. The Bible says to be absent from the Lord, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. Excuse me. And, and there's people, their soul, who they were, their souls are in heaven. There's going to be a day when that soul is suited up with a glorified body and we're going to live in heaven forever. Aren't you thankful for that? Now, I can't prove this. I, I mean, I can't prove it by scripture, but it's just my opinion that I feel like that one day when we all get to heaven and you're looking for me, and you're going to hear a voice around the altar crying. It's going to be the most beautiful voice ever. It's going to be Pastor Jeff singing. He's got a glorified voice. And he's going to have a glorified body. And just in my mind, I'm thinking, I can't prove it by Scripture. I just feel like it's going to look something like this right here. I'm just saying, I can't prove it. I can't prove that, it, that I'm going to be like Ric Flair when I get to heaven. There's going to be some woos in heaven. Going to be some woos in heaven. Lord, help us, Jesus. Listen, all I do know is the Bible says that we're going to have perfect glorified bodies. You can take that down quickly, please. We're going to have glorified bodies. We're going to have perfect bodies. And guess what? We will know each other. We will know each other. I'm going to know you and you're going to know me. Listen, I know this because the word of God tells us this. You remember the story in uh, Matthew uh, 17. And, and Jesus is the uh, mountain of transfiguration. And Jesus is there on the mountain with uh, uh, Peter, James, and John. And, and then you remember who shows up on that mountain. You remember it was Moses and Elijah. And, and Peter, he recognizes them. He re Listen, this is years before his time. But Peter recognizes Moses and he recognizes Elijah. I don't know how all that's going to work. But I know this. We are going to know one another in heaven. We're going to recognize one another in heaven. Aren't you thankful for that? We're going to know each other. Uh, we're going to recognize, and I believe truly that's going to be one of the greatest blessings when we get to heaven that, man, there's, I'm going to recognize my daughter. I'm going to recognize all the other loved ones that went on to be with the Lord. It's going to be a special time that we're going to recognize one another. People ask me this question right here. Heaven is a perfect place. Will we be, will we be married in heaven? Listen to what the Bible says. There will be no, listen, there's no marriage in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> Somebody said this to me not too long ago. How in the world can heaven be a place of no more pain and crying if marriage is going to exist there? It won't me. It was not me. But Jesus said these words here. He said, listen, in Matthew 22, at the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given in marriage, and they will be like the angels in heaven. Listen, there's going to be no need for marriage because we are the bride of Christ. There's going to be no need for marriage in heaven because there's no need for us to uh, procreate. There's going to be no loneliness in heaven. Friend, we're going to be there with Jesus. We're the bride of Jesus Christ. Listen, you're still going to have a love for that one. And here's the good news. Heaven is a perfect place. And now you, you think you have a love for your wife or your husband or your children or your family. But friend, when you get to heaven, it's going to be a perfect love. It's going to be a perfect love that we've never even conceived before heaven is a perfect place. And, and finally, I'll tell you this. Uh, heaven is a prepared place. Heaven is a prepared place. Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. 
I'm asking you the question this morning. I'm challenging you. I'm not asking you about the one sitting beside you. I'm not asking, oh, I'm glad so-and-so's here to hear this. No, I'm asking you, are you prepared to go to heaven? Are you ready to go to heaven? Do you have your ticket to heaven? Are you ready to go? Are you prepared? John 14, Jesus tells us that the only person that's going to make it into heaven is the prepared person. And who is the prepared person? He's the one that makes a decision to receive Jesus Christ as the way and the truth and the life. Have you done that? I'm asking you, have you done that? Jesus said these words here in John 3, 3. He says, I tell you the truth, no one will see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Have you been born again spiritually? Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Heaven is a place for those who have made a decision to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Let me just remind you, friend, listen, just knowing the pastor is not going to get you into heaven. Just walking through the doors and coming to church and say, I've been to church and I've gone to church all my life, that's not going to get you to heaven. Just because you're part of a denomination and, and you believe one way and the others believe one listen, none of that's going to get you into heaven. The only way to get to heaven is to know Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life. Heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. And you will not enter. I, I, I wish I could stand on the corners of all the streets around here and just blast it out. You will never enter heaven by trying to be good enough in this life. The only way you're going to make it to heaven is by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that he has forgiven you of your sins and you've made peace with God through his son Jesus in a relationship. Revelation 21, 27 says this, Nothing impure will enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. I'm asking you again this morning, is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? Is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? Sister, if you'll come and help me close this thing. Have you accepted Jesus Christ? Listen. I can't say this enough. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Listen, Jesus is just, he's not just a good way. He's just not the best way. He is the only way. He is the only way. I, listen, I'm, I'm probably going to offend somebody, but I can't help what pop culture says. I can't help what Oprah says. I can't help what the universalists say. I'm just here to tell you what Jesus said. And he said, the only way to the Father is except through me. That means that Jesus is the only way to heaven. He's the only way to heaven. And I don't apologize for saying that. Hallelujah. <laughs> He's the only way. Are you ready? Is your family ready? Is your family ready? Is your fa are your friends ready? I'm asking you, do you know that your family's ready? It, listen, it, it should shake us to the core right now, knowing the urgency of the time knowing that heaven is a real place and hell is a real place. And the question is, is your family saved? Why aren't you witnessing to them? Why aren't you shaking them? Why aren't you knocking on the door? Why aren't you calling them? Why aren't you saying, here's what the word of God says. Come on, church. People are either on the highway to heaven or they're on the highway to hell. It's a clear road.
One or the other. Which one are you on? Which one are you on? Invite them to church. Share the gospel. Witness to them. Come on, we just walk around numb and, 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 and all this stuff was just consuming us in life and we never open our mouth. We never say anything. We never witness for the Lord like we really should. Come on, I'm telling the truth. Call the preacher, he'll do it. No, what about you? What about you? What about you? Are you concerned about your family going to hell? You know, I... She's probably going to hurt me for telling this. <clears throat> I probably won't say nothing in second service because my mom will be here then. But I remember being so burdened for my mom that as soon as I got home from church, I went over there and sat down at that table. And listen, friend, it's just because you're doing it because you love people. Listen, there's no promise for you, mama. There's no promise for any of us that we're going to be here another second of the day because we're all on the brink of life and death. Listen, it can all change in a blink. And I just need to know if, if, if something was to ever happen to you, I'd want to have a hope and peace to know that you're in heaven. Have you made things right with Jesus? And here's how you can do it. And to hear back, you know, I've made that peace with Jesus. Friend, that's the greatest, that's the greatest hope and news that any of us can have. I may lose it all. It may all be taken away, but nobody can take away Jesus. And I have the hope of heaven. I hope you do. Would you bow your heads with me, please, right now? Lord, thank you for helping me. Thank you for the hope that we have in heaven. And Lord, if there's anyone here right now that's not sure that heaven is in their future, I pray by the work of your spirit right now that you would just draw them, convict them of sin. And right there where they are, that they would just repent and turn from sin and turn to you, Jesus, and make peace with you, God, by calling on the name of Jesus to be their Lord and Savior. Right there where you are, friend, here's what you do. If you're not sure that heaven is in your future and you want to be certain today, just pray right there where you are and say, Jesus, thank you for dying for me on the cross. I admit to you I'm a sinner. And I believe, I believe that you died for me and took my place on the cross. And I believe that God raised you from the dead. And I believe that you're alive. And I believe that you conquered death, hell, and the grave. And you're in heaven now. And I believe there's a real place called heaven. And so I confess my sins to you. Would you please forgive me? And would you please wash me clean? And I commit my life to you right now. I'm making a decision to commit my life to follow you, Jesus, so I can have a home in heaven. I receive you into my life right now. Come, Jesus, save me. Be my Lord and be my Savior in Jesus' name. Nobody looking around. Nobody looking around. Would you be bold enough? And brave enough right now, if you made that decision for the first time or you made a recommitment to the Lord, would you just lift your hand right now so I'll know? God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, sir. God bless you. You can put your hand down. Is there others? God bless you, sir. God sees your hand, ma'am. God sees your hand. God is working. Glory, glory, glory to God. People's names have just been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. 
the Bible says there's a rejoicing going on in heaven right now. And friend, because heaven rejoices, we should be rejoicing here. So can we just clap our hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that place called heaven. And if you're watching online and maybe you've made a decision today for the first time or the second time, just indicate right there, I've prayed that prayer today and I'm, heaven is in my future. Please let us know so we can pray for you. I want to just say a final word. I'm going to let you go, church. And it goes right back to what Jesus said at the very beginning of John 14. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled. And I know some of you may have showed up today and you may have some trouble going on in your life. My encouragement would be to you would be just to hold on. Hold on. Hold on, friend. Hold on. Don't give up. Don't give up. Hold on. No matter how rough it gets around you, listen, I'm just telling you, hold on because it's going to be worth it and the best is yet to come. Hallelujah. And I don't know about you, and I'm not trying to rush things away. But I'm ready to go to heaven. I'm ready. I'm ready. Come, Lord, come quickly. <laughs> and I hope we're all there together. Man, for some reason, I just don't want to let up today. You know what Jesus was basically saying? He says, you know what? I'm on my way to heaven and I'm going to take you to go with me. I'm going to take you to be with me. That ought to be our motto. That I, you know what? I'm on my way to heaven and if it's up to me, I'm going to carry every single one of you with me. I'm carrying every one of you with me. Nobody's going to be left behind. We're going to carry everybody with us, everybody that we can reach and share the gospel with. We're going to take them with us to heaven. Would you stand with me, please? <clears throat> I want to pray over you before we leave. If you're here this morning and, and, and there's, a, there's something been troubling your heart, could you just lift your hand? I'm going to lift both mine. I'll just let you know. Come on. Got some things that have been troubling you. My encouragement right now would be just to trust in God. Trust also in Jesus. And God's going to help you in whatever you're going through. It's temporary, friend. It's temporary. It's temporary. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every hand lifted whose hearts may be troubled, those that are watching online who may have troubled hearts. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would give them that peace, God. We keep reading in John 14. We see that you said, God, there's a peace that you want to give us. And I pray, God, that they would all just uh, encounter that peace that can only come from you in their life today, God. Deliver them from trouble, oh God. Save them from trouble today, God. Help them while they're walking through the trouble today, God. Oh, Lord, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for your rod and staff. They comfort me. You're with us, oh, God. You're with us, oh, God. And so, Lord, be with every one of us right now. And, God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you're coming back. And we thank you that heaven is in our future. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. May your hearts be full of God's love and grace and peace and favor. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen.